have never had a president of the United States stir up a violent attempt to block the transfer of power. I believe nearly two years later, this is still a time of reflection and reckoning. Donald Trump purposely disseminated false allegations of fraud in order to aid his effort to overturn the 2020 election. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any office. Ours is not a system of justice where foot soldiers go to jail and the masterminds and ringleaders get a free pass. Welcome to another episode of the Nilibur Realm Podcast. We have breaking news. Donald J. Trump was referred to the Department of Justice, the U.S. Department of Justice for criminal charges for his role or his participation in the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol. The January 6th committee wrapped up its hearings yesterday referring Donald J. Trump for criminal charges but also referred five other Republicans to the, to, the, to the Ethics Committee for disregarding their subpoena for them to appear before the committee. January 6th hearing on Trump a waste of time and taxpayers' dollars when the FBI and DOJ could have done what they did and bring criminal charges, which the committee could not. We have this poll on Twitter, Ronaldo McKenzie, Reddit, LinkedIn, and also on the Spotify platform. If you go on there, you can participate in the commu- on the community page. Again, was it the January 6th hearing on Trump a waste of time and taxpayers' dollars when the FBI and DOJ could have done what they did and bring criminal charges, which the committee could not? You can participate in this poll by answering yes or no. Of course, visit us at www.thenearliberal.com and support us at anchor.fm slash thenearliberal slash support. Stay tuned for this exciting episode. Coming up next on the Nailable Around podcast. This was 
was the committee's final act, if you will. They were meeting uh, to issue these criminal referrals. They separated yesterday's meeting from the meeting, uh, from another meeting that they had planned originally to include uh, releasing the final report and voting on these criminal referrals. They separated them just to make a mark and underscore what they thought former President Trump uh, really was responsible for on January 6th. And they did do, the, did do that, uh, excuse me, by showing the public a compilation of their 18 months of work, including all of those witnesses they heard from the thousands and thousands of pages of documents and evidence that they were presented, and the committee yesterday doing an effective job of showing that all in a short compilation and reminding the public uh, just why they were voting and meeting to hold the former president in contempt. They issued four counts of criminal contempt, including obstruction and incitement of the insurrection. That, of course, will be up to the Department of Justice to take on. But as they conclude this year an investigation, it was important for them to make their messaging mark uh, and, and really do something that the committee members have been stewing over for a long period of time. right after the January 6th committee had made their referral, referring Donald J. Trump for criminal charges. Donald Trump says in a statement on January 6th committee referral, these folks don't get it. That when they come after me, people who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Americans know that I pushed for 20,000 troops to prevent violence on January 6th. And that I went on television and told everyone to go home. And that's from a tweet from Mr. Donald J. Trump about um, on December 19, 2022 at 5.49 p.m. Missing the committee's referrals, he said about his own actions on January 6th that he, quote, went on television and told everyone to go home, and he falsely claimed he, quote, pushed for 20,000 troops to prevent violence that day. Citing an insurrection, which was the nice, which was the which was the main one, um, and we will review those what those four counts are in a few minutes. But there are two persons. Uh, yesterday, as the committee wrapped up, wrapped up their prison, wrapped up uh, the hearing, which lasted for eighteen months, they ended by showing some powerful um, videos, some powerful videos of testimonies that they gather from witnesses or from persons who are important to the case. Here we have Miss um, Hicks, a former White House counsel to the president, and also a former senior advisor to the president who gave testimony okay, to the fact as to Donald Trump's motivation 
of inciting an insurrection and why they feel he did what he did. Here, is, here are two testimonies that you may have missed. She said something along the lines of, um, you know, nobody will care about my legacy if I lose. Um, so that won't matter. Um, the only thing that matters is is winning. I just said that was just a terrible day. I'm working on a, a long statement. I said it's crazy. What did he say? Um, no, these people are upset. They're very upset. That was uh, Karen Conway, um, former, former chief of staff or advisor to the president of the Now, just so you know, you know, I actually got word from Mr. John Castro regarding regarding this, and we'll have that for you. But I actually reached out to Mr. John Anthony Castro, and Mr. John Anthony Castro responded. He actually responded. If I let me see if I could find the response, I reached out because I said, I said in a tweet yesterday that um, that uh, I said breaking news: January 6th committee hearings ended with a unanimous vote to refer. Donald J. Trump for criminal charges regarding his participation in the insurrection to the DOJ, the Department of Justice in the U.S. Will this amount to anything? Now, I actually, I actually reached out to John Anthony Castro because, you know, John Anthony Castro is a contributor to the podcast and we have interviewed him and he has actually staked his campaign um, against Donald Trump and he is himself a 2024 presidential candidate. And... Um, and I actually said in a, well, not necessarily, not a tweet, but a, um, it's not necessarily a tweet. And if I could find that for you, I said, um, will this amount to anything? And there are some more questions that we want to consider. Have you seen the latest from the January? They have referred the matter to the DOJ. Will this amount to anything? Did the committee achieve its goals? What, what legal bearings does it have? And will the United States Department of Justice pursue the findings and do their own due diligence or investigation? Can there be civil litigants or litigations based on this report, even without the DOJ taking the matter, the matter up? Now, Republicans were on this on this committee and voted against Trump, and we just heard um, we just heard uh, uh, one Miss Cheney earlier talking about speaking against Trump. Now. The fact that Republicans were on this committee and voted against Trump, what does this say about Trump's standings in the party? And what's the latest from John Castro? We'll have that coming up because he sent, he sent as I said, sent us a short comment. We'll be right back after these messages and with more. Looking at the, 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 the January 6th committee hearings and the end and their referral, referring Donald J. Trump for criminal charges to the Department of Justice. Now, we asked the question, and as I said earlier, we're doing a poll asking a question as to whether or not this particular findings, um, whether or not it matters, whether or not all of this January, this January 6th hearing matters, when, they, when there is no legal bearing, whatever they did has no legal bearing. But does it matter? According to Axios, a news agency, in an article, 
It says, in an unprecedented move, the Congressional Committee voted unanimously that the former president committed crimes for his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. So it matters because it was an unprecedented move. Uh, a committee consisted, uh, consisted of not only Democrats, but Republicans. Now, what, what is important is this, the panel referred Trump, who has announced he's running for president in 2024 on charges of obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to make a false statement, and incite, assist, or aid, or comfort and insurrection. So the committee has developed significant, and the committee has developed significant, evi- significant evidence that President Trump intended to disrupt the peaceful transition of power under our constitution, and that's according to Republican Jamie Raskin. Again, the committee has developed significant evidence, significant evidence that President Trump intended to disrupt the peaceful transition of power. Evidence that is that that the DOJ now has, and that they will have to consider, and they also may have to do their own investigation again. The second thing is, as I said before, we have seen investigations. We've seen the impeachment and the impeachment committee on Trump and his efforts in term elect in the 2016 election. And they uncovered evidence that they turned over to DOJ. But what has come of it? Nothing. We reached out to Mr. John Anthony Castro for comments. Mr. John Anthony Castro himself, a 2024 U.S. presidential candidate, who is also running, who is running against Trump, who is a member of the Republican Party, and also have indicted or has filed a suit against Mr. Trump, saying that he he is ineligible to run because of Mr. Trump's participation in the January 6 in Jan, in the January 6 insurrection. However, there had no there has been no charges, no charges have been brought against Mr. 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 Trump. And however, a committee, a committee, a soft committee had been put together to quell the minds of people as it relates to Mr. Trump's um, involvement. But there's been nothing real, nothing, nothing substantial. And this hearing has no legal bearing. And the only thing we know is that the, district, the Department of Justice has information that it can move, it can act upon. So that's a step in the right direction. And Mr. Castro alluded to that. And we'll have that coming up on the show today. But what is important in my second book, in my second book, The Liberal Globalization and Reconsider, I say to people, and I say to you in the preface or in the beginning, I said, why are some people poor and others rich? Importantly, why are certain people poor and certain people rich? And why hasn't there been no real political response to improve the conditions of certain people in the world? The problem may seem complex, but complexity provides an interesting way to hide a strategy that places certain peoples and places in, in position of dependency while propping up or maintaining a status quo. But what revolutionary, what revolutionary changes come to the formerly oppressed peoples of the world? Independence and civil rights? Nevertheless, through de jure or de facto factors and various ceremonial and selective exchanges, black and brown peoples remain the poorest and most unstable and uncertain. 
Moreover, here it is, here is the, the punch point here. Moreover, the recent January 6th insurrection on the U.S. Capitol suggested a deeply rooted backlash by a status quo, a, a status quo who had been or had believed that its privilege was being threatened by the rising black and brown majority. Hence the slogan, let's make America great again. Again, moreover, the recent January 6th insurrection in the U.S. Capitol suggested a deeply rooted backlash by a status quo who had believed that its privilege was being threatened or and had used a strategy that would send that would suggest this message. Hence, with violence they attacked without apology. This behavior seems to support what Martin Oppenheimer had observed from choice that every struggle, every class struggle is thus a political struggle, which in its objectives aims at the abolition of the existing order and at the establishment of a new system. And concluded, and then concluded, that when that new system has been established, if the class that has made a revolution and created a state in its own interest is too weak to dominate its state, another class may develop to usurp power and alter the state to meet its requirements. Oppenheimer, from page 30 to 40. And I continue by saying, so that the status quo today, who launched the January 6th attack, would justify its countervail as a plausible and justifiable action to protect its dominance. Thus, we must revisit and re-examine violence as an effective tool for change or to maintain the status quo when we look at the progress of change and opposition to neoliberal globalization as the economic strategy that creates and maintains losers and winners of a certain pedigree. This is important here. This is very important. And I'm going to make this important point here. Very, very important point here as it relates to Donald Trump and the January 6th, uh, the January 6th election. Donald Trump and the January 6th insurrectionists proved that it would be necessary for the left to mobilize on mass scale, reinvent the socialist project for our times in order to outflank such reactionary movements. Something that is probably outside of the present polls and 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 the peoples who are vulnerable and subjugated. What is important and what is quite interesting is that we say that violence on top of violence creates more violence, which was evident when on January 6th a group of white extremists embarked on a mission to overthrow the US government and referenced as a rationale for their insurrectionist tactics that they were using the same violent means Black Lives Matter movement activists were using during the US protests against the killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and other black and brown peoples. But as we moved into the tectonic age, information and the control of it is becoming the avenue for which social movements can stake their greatest claim and launch their most lethal strategy to realize equality, justice, and equal opportunity for all. 
The decentralization of social media is the greatest victory for people in society, especially those that are marginalized and most vulnerable. But what has happened yesterday is a move in the right direction. But will it amount to anything? Donald Trump has faced odds and overcome all of them. It was just recently that we, 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 they had their they had their the impeachment they had impeachment hearings they had impeachment hearings but what happened all they did was to turn over the report a redacted report to the fbi the doj which amounted to nothing donald trump was still president and he served this time over and over again all we see is people is money is being thrown around to put committees together which amounts to nothing. Some people can do their worst to society. And all we do today is all we do is get taxpayers' money to put committees together that do that amounts to nothing. We'll be right back after this. This is the Native Burrow Podcast. the January 6th committee um, to the ethics committee they were they were subpoenaed um, but they did not show up for the hearing and so they were, were they were referred to the ethics committee these are Republican Kevin McCarthy the minority leader the current minority leader who is presumed who is presumed to be the next leader in the house um, there's also Republican Andy um, Biggs of Arizona there's also uh, Republican Mo Brooks of Alabama. There is um, Jim Jordan and also Scott Perry. So there are five Republicans who were also referred by the committee, but not necessarily for criminal charges, but for they were referred to the ethics committee for violating or ignoring their subpoena to appear before the committee for to be questioned. So that 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 that's also coming out. Why is it that the FBI, this is a matter for the FBI, why is it that the FBI could not carry out the investigation and then make their recommendation to the DOJ? But a committee that was paid, that does not, that waste taxpayers' money, that does not carry any bearing, and that recommendations were made, of course, they are going to do this all over again. The, the F, okay, the DOJ, through the FBI, whatever it's gonna go, it's gonna do this all over again. But the January, the, the matter before the January 6th is a very serious matter. It's a grave issue, which I believe goes beyond a, 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 an event 
a political hearing, a committee, a committee to discuss a criminal matter. A criminal matter. But this is a step in the right direction. This is a step in the right direction. But what 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 let us bring let's let's find out what the charges, what the actual charges are. Obstruction of an official proceeding, which is interesting, it's part of the Sarbanes-Oxley Act dating back to about 2002, and the statute actually is tampering with a witness, but the specific section that the uh, that the Congress is recommending here, the January 6th committee, is actually a very broad, whoever corrupts otherwise some official proceeding, and it's a very effective statute because of that hazy language. The government has used it in connection with January 6th, and they use it a ton in other cases because it is very effective. It's a lot easier to get a conviction when you have that kind of loose, corruptly language. And that is uh, from uh, that is from a contributor from the from NBC News, ex- um, explaining to us what the charges are and the way that they carry loose language, so on and so forth. By the way, we did get comments from John Anthony Castro. John Anthony Castro in a uh, responded i asked him what i did send him a text and he said this morning he said uh, in a in a in a response to me i sent him a text he said have you seen the latest from the january 6th he says absolutely an early christmas gift but however mr trump sorry mr castro says i don't think they'll indict mr trump the committee laid the groundwork for the civil case to disqualify trump the findings can and will be integrated into the challenge to his candidacy. Now, as it relates to Mr. As you know, as I said before, Mr. Castro is filing a suit against Donald Trump, saying that he is ineligible to run again or to run as president because of his alleged participation in January 6th. And the January 6th committee is making that recommendation. Now, the judge claimed, according to Mr. Castro, based on just to give you an update, just to give you an update based on the filings, judge he said that the judge claimed that he did that Mr. Castro did not have standings and dismissed his filing. He says that, however, according to Mr. Trump, according to Mr. Castro, he's filed an appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. So Mr. Castro has filed an appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. This is the Nailable Around Podcast. Thank you for listening to another powerful episode of the Nailable Around Podcast. We really appreciate you listening to the show, following the show, supporting the show, throughout these months and weeks and we are growing and we have lots more in store for you with my new book coming up and i'm going to be talking a little bit more about that and we have many other powerful episodes and interviews for you just so you know we were getting ready to do a show with mr donald ducky burt um, an entrepreneur business owner uh former activist uh, he knows 
people like Martin Luther King Jr. worked with him alongside him in the Philadelphia, Camden, New Jersey area. But uh, we're going, and he wrote the book, The Risk Taker. I had him on the show before. We are supposed to do an interview with him and also do some readings from his new book. And uh, but I understand a couple of days ago on Sunday that he is in the hospital, he's in the ICU, and we're praying for him. And we're hoping that he will, we're hoping for a speedy recovery. And uh, I wanted a chance to chronicle his life. Um, an older gentleman, I think he's somewhere in, the, in his 80s. Um, but these people, you have to chronicle them, you know, you have to get them while you can. Sometimes we miss some of these, some of these individuals. And he has been a, a stalwart, an innovator, a risk taker, someone that we can learn from within our community, in our communities. Persons who have started from humble beginnings, who have rose in Philadelphia, who have rose to the top in Philadelphia and Camden, New Jersey. A powerful gentleman. And I hope I get a chance to, I hope I get a we, we get a chance to have him on the show here and we'll carry that for you. But we still have some takes with him. If we don't get a chance to have him on the show live and so on, we have some takes, some interviews that we did with him, and we also have some readings from his book that we will share with you coming up. But thank you for listening and you can support us. You can subscribe to us on any stream, any stream that you listen to so that um, you can get alerted when a new show is out. And we also, you can support us um, 99 cents per month, 2.99, 4.99, whatever amount you can. And you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash slash support and you can provide your monthly donation or one-time donation as we continue to provide this show free and easy to add and we want everybody to access this show everyone everyone to access every one of these shows because we believe that monopolies because communication is to make popular what was the monopoly and that is what and, and it is through communication and, you know life is about people and how people communicate and so it is through communication that we can realize our goal which is to make which is serving the world today to solve the most challenges we are the neoliberal corporation you can visit us at www.neoliberal.com and we have we have uh, we have several we also provide paper writing services website designs for you we also provide ad services if you are interested and other consultant services academic services research services and please i can't wait for you to join me next day while when i'm teaching the caribbean thought at Jamaica Theological Seminary, we'll have some of that available for you. And I'm also working on um, developing a project, a proposal, and developing an academic journal towards Caribbean thought. Okay, um, and hopefully from that class we'll be able to have a, a project from a project from that. And we can be, and we are discussing, and hopefully we can discuss with Sage Journal, who has asked me to put together uh, a project, an academic journal. And and I have and, and there's an idea I'm working. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. This is the Nilo Baron Podcast. Happy holidays and walk good.